All right. Good morning. Um, so today, um, I have a guest and I'm really excited about, um, sharing his work with you guys. He is working out of Los Angeles County. And while I was there, I had the opportunity to observe and participate a little bit in some of that work. And I really think it's um, important because of the, the targeting, um, of, you know, really kind of key, areas that I think had a big impact and have the potential to really continue to have a sort of like a very effective wide ranging impact. So, um, my guest is Paul and, um, Paul, welcome. How are you doing zombie? I'm great. Um, I'm going to turn up my volume just a little bit to make sure that the listeners can hear you. So hopefully that is going to be good enough. I probably will be too loud. <laughs> I often find this issue with podcasts that the volumes are different. So hopefully I'm not guilty of the same crime. But um, so if you don't mind, um, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about your work in L.A. County and give us an update? Because I myself, you know, I've been out here in Texas for four months now or so. And I'm a little behind, even though I do keep up with friends that are still there. Um, I'd love to hear what's going on, especially with regard to the things you're working on. Yeah, uh, right now, LA, everything seems to be, uh, the mandates, they're being lifted. Um, the mask mandates and the, uh, the injections, all the, all the measures. And, um, so things are looking okay, but there's this new BA variant or something that they're talking about. And... There's uh, 10, um, uh, there's like SB, there's some, there's, I know there's 10 of them that the uh, Senate and a few others they're trying to push. Um, and it's pretty, uh, it's pretty big stuff. So uh, they're, they're still, because they're the legal, uh, uh, let me see, hold on, let me, let me just look at it. Uh, yeah, there's like SB 871 uh, requires all children zero to 17 to get the COVID vaccine attempt to attend any daycare. SB 866, uh, they can get the lowest age of consent age to 12 to get the COVID 19 vaccine without parental consent. All these bills that they're trying to pass. You uh, know, I gotta say that number 12, you're, you're, wow. So Ruth Bader Ginsburg, you know, when she passed away not too long ago and they had to replace her in the SCOTUS, she, yeah. it turns out her true history was she actually had spent her entire political career trying to lower the age of sexual consent to 12, if you can believe that. Um, she's uh, part of that. She, yeah, she's part of that same group of people, uh, or she was. But that number is interesting that they chose 12. Um, wow. So, 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 okay. So just so for listeners, um, if you, if you aren't keeping up on LA or you don't live in the area, or you don't know what's been going on. Um, one of the things I definitely want to hear what you, what you think about this, um, Paul is, you know, these mandates, you know, they're being lifted around the country because now they're focusing on the Ukraine, you know, quote unquote crisis, and they're trying to start a war and all that. But at any point they have retained these quote unquote, and I think illegal emergency powers so that they could just bring the mandates back whenever they want them to be back. And yeah. so the fact that LA County is still, they, they have active bills they are still trying to push. Um, wow. I mean, even though the Pfizer data came out and showed that, you know, it was, they, they tried to hide it for 75 years, but the, but a court ordered them to release the information and it shows that the vaccines are killing and maiming and permanently disabling so many people that, I mean, it's, 
there's like 1200 side effects listed that are very serious side effects, like heart attacks yeah. and stuff. So anyway, yeah, um, multiple yeah, tell, yeah, tell us more about, a bit more about that. I didn't mean to interrupt. I just was really shocked by that number because it sounds like these people are targeting young people. Bills? Yeah, I mean, just lowering the age of consent for taking yeah, an injection. It's <laughs> crazy. The medical board to inspect the doctor's office and records without parents, parents' consent violating HIPAA laws. SB fourteen sixty four forces law enforcement officials to enforce public health orders, even if they oppose or adopt a policy to oppose a public health order. By the way, um, so the. Board of Supervisors, uh, Los Angeles County Board of Supervisors, uh, there um, on the 5th of next month, the uh, Tuesday of next month, they're voting on uh, taking the powers away from the sheriffs. And because um, the Sheriff Villanueva here, he does not want to enforce any kind of vaccine or masks, any COVID stuff. He's always been opposed to it, which is a great thing. But uh, him, uh, the board of supervisors, they really don't like them. They're trying to take, uh, take powers into their own hands, I guess. And they're, they have a, um, a bill that they're trying to pass on the fifth. So we're, we're going to be protesting that. So I want to um, comment on that. So if anybody finds himself in the LA area and has the ability to go show up, if you live in the LA area in particular, if you're a constituent, definitely try to show up to that. It's on the 5th of April. Um, if, yeah, if that, April. yeah. And so I want to provide a little context, um, specifically to my work in LA that, that really relates to this, because, um, as you know, Paul, um, I did an initiative with a small group of people, um, that I call the LA SD delegation, the LA Sheriff's department, because what I found was I had, a, I got lucky and I had a, a very close friend who just happened to have been very close with one of the three national founders of Black Lives Matter, Patrice Culler. She's the one that bought all those mansions in Malibu and everything with the money that she mm-hmm. admitted to my friend, um, Steve, that she had received from George Soros. And uh, so it's fascinating, okay. but, he, but, but it gets even better because uh, so, so he had witnessed, he had been at board of supervisors meetings, um, multiples of them over the, over months and months, he'd been at every single one dealing with the, uh, attempt by black lives matter to defund the, the, not only the police, but the sheriff's department. And I'll tell you why that's important in a minute, but he was there. He saw all these, these, uh, people that had come and by the way, they're unregistered lobbyists, which in and of itself is illegal, but BLM was there with Patrice colors, there guiding them. And they were all pushing and pushing and pushing the LA County board of supervisors, the BOS to defund the LA County Sheriff's department. Because of course, you know, if you know the larger context of what's going on, LA County is the biggest law enforcement jurisdiction in the United States. So it's a very important jurisdiction. And to, t- to try to take out the sheriff is a really big deal because the the number one most powerful law enforcement body in any county is the sheriff and under the law i mean the, 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 to hear you say that the board of supervisors is seriously trying to quote unquote take away powers from the sheriff that's completely illegal and what's more important and this goes back to this kind of unique opportunity that i was working on because of my friend steve's connection um it, so when the Board of Supervisors took Gavin Newsom's edict, and that's what it was, it was an edict, it was illegal for the for Governor Gavin Newsom to tell everybody that they had to, you know, lock down and shut down their businesses and stay indoors and wear masks and all of that. 
That yeah. was illegal. And the job under the law of the Board of Supervisors and the health director for L.A. County, for any county in California, was to reject it outright. Um, in fact, Gavin Newsom's, you know, from doing that, he actually st stands and stood and still stands to be removed from office permanently, actually, to never hold office again, to have his pension revoked. That's illegal for him to have done that. But they broke the law when they, the Board of Supervisors and Health Director, when they actually turned that edict into a mandate and tried to, and basically forced all the lockdowns and everything. So they're trying to yeah. take away the powers from the sheriff. It's completely illegal. And what I think that this cabal, if you will, is relying on is the lack of education, um, the lack of an understanding on the part of the citizenry. And in particular, in this interview, we're talking more about business owners um, because they're targeted by this group. Um, they're depending on us not knowing our rights and not knowing the law because for the, for a board of supervisors to try to take power away from the sheriff that's illegal you that the, no that's not how the constitution works but they're getting away with this kind of stuff because businesses that you know locked down and maybe maybe you can talk a little bit about the what happened in la county where there were there's like i think 15 restaurants were ordered to shut down and handed multi-million dollar lawsuits and then three of them stood up do you want to talk about that do you remember all of that stuff uh in la county so there was uh like a Basilico's and uh, Tenorn Platts and all those. Yeah, guys. yeah, the three that actually stood up. And what happened? Yeah, um, it was, um, uh, so let's start with the Basilico's. They, they never shut down. And uh, in fact, the owner, uh, Tony Tony Roman, he, the, the rules for going into his uh, restaurant, he cannot, he cannot wear a mask. And, um, Yes, so you have to take it off when you go in. No, no, not even hand sanitizers. He doesn't have. He, he just threw that thing out. He told us the story. He's like, "Oh, well, what is this for?" He's like, "Oh, it's for COVID." He just threw it out there, you know, in the trash. But um, and uh, once they started bringing in the uh, the uh, vax mandates, he said, "Well, you gotta show proof proof of not being vaccinated," <laughs> which is more of a statement. Though. He said, "You know, it's hard to do to show. You can't do that." But uh, you know, he's. What, uh, what, when I talked to him, I, I, there was this um, little document that I was printing out and uh, giving to people, and I, and I misquoted him saying, uh, you don't need to wear a mask. He said, no, 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 mask out. And he said, that it's a very important difference. And he's what he told me. He said, you know, when tyranny like this, they, they surface, you, you have to stomp it into the ground. So uh, he, he's been a very uh, is, inspirational person for for the freedom movement in L.A. Absolutely. So, uh, and he, he's he's there. right. He's he, sorry. He's he's absolutely right, because none of the and, and just contextually, if you are a listener and you don't know this, um, you know, I want to kind of make it really clear that, you know, all these mandates are completely illegal. A mandate is not yeah. a law. Um, but but the the fear tactics of this, like kind of tyrannical dictatorship that's currently holding office, right. That's handing all the stuff out again. They're just basically trying to scare everybody, you know, and I'm sure we've all been attacked by Karen. If, if we tried to not wear a mask or any of this, well, it turns out masks don't, don't only not work in case you haven't seen that science, but a peer reviewed clinical trial was conducted, um, you know, early in, in 2020, it was like, I think in September, no, it was like March. No, it wasn't March, but it was, 
I think it was either June or something like that. And they did it. They did another um, release, and I think September. But anyway, I I have that data. If anybody wants to see the documentation, I can provide that. Um, it's clear, hard evidence. But that they did a peer-reviewed clinical trial for masks, both cloth and paper, and they found out not only do they not stop viruses, but they're actually dead, deadly in and of themselves. They're not just dangerous; they're deadly. So just to contextualize what you know, what um, Paul, you're talking, you know, Paul is talking about and telling us about what's going on in LA and these restaurants. And then, do you want to tell the listeners like? The, the restaurants who stood up like Basilico's, you know, what happened to these lawsuits, um, you know, that they were handed? I don't, I don't think he just, he just didn't really do anything about it. I think, I think what he did was he, he records himself. I heard that uh, on camera and they, they just take that recording to the courtroom and then plays them to the courtroom. That's all I know about it. So I'll, I'll fill you guys in because this is fantastic. So one of our other activists, Yvette, I'll use just her first name um, to protect her. But one of our other activist um, associates when I was in L.A. Um, and, and Paul, you know her. Um, she had informed me that basically she she took a stand in helping these restaurants educate them. And this ties back to your work in educating business owners about their rights. Um they basically, three of them had a gut feeling, and this is really, you know, we need to listen to our gut, right? When it tells us something, it's usually right. Well, these three business owners out of the 15, these restaurant owners, and I'm sure Basilico's was one of them, they said, something's wrong here. This doesn't seem right. How could we be shut down? That doesn't seem to make sense. Well, they took a stand and they refused these these mandates and they didn't cooperate. And it turns out that the multi-million dollar lawsuits that they were handed for remaining open or opening back up were actually summarily dropped. So I want people to think about that for a second. Why were they dropped? Because there's no legal backing. There's no legal basis for a business to be shut down by the health director or the board of supervisors and any of these these um, these dictators on the basis of this 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 pandemic, which has never actually been proven. It, it's it is a whole thing. But basically, the ones the other so um, twelve businesses in that group who were handed those lawsuits, they didn't fight. They were just afraid. They thought they had to listen. To to the people in office, they didn't really understand that the people in office are public servants and work for we the people. So they backed down and they shut their businesses and they cowered and they're still dealing with these lawsuits, these mega huge lawsuits. So I just want people yeah, to understand Ventura that. County, I heard that, um, yeah, the board of Ventura County, they uh, dropped the lawsuits against the businesses. So yeah, I think Yvette was saying it's because of the affidavits that they were serving them because they served them a ton of affidavits. Yeah. And, and, you know, I work with a constitutional lawyer as a volunteer to support his work to help, you know, get the, the understanding of the Constitution and our rights out to people. And he was really clear that an affidavit and I and I told Yvette this and she switched gears and started litigating um, at, soon, very soon after our meeting. But I, I don't take full credit for that, but I know that it impacted her. Um, but he told me, like, just doing the affidavits was not enough. You do need to enforce them. And unfortunately, that is going to require litigation because these entities, they know, they know they can just keep getting away with this because they have for so long, unless you actually yeah. do something about it. But when yeah, she does thinking, litigate, yeah, because, yeah she's going to win. Davis, I was thinking you got to give it to the, find a lawyer, uh, find a judge to get a, get a warrant for the arrest of these people. Yeah. And this ties back to the sheriff. This is so fascinating. You know, and this is one of the reasons I want to do this interview with you, because I think L.A. It remains very important in this country in terms of what's going on there. So I don't think it's an any accident that I ended up there when I did. But um, th this ties back to the sheriff's department, um, because the, the one entity that has the power to actually effectively execute, like to basically enforce the law against these 
criminal board of supervisors and health directors that have broken the law. And the law is the important law that they've broken. This is something I learned from the constitutional uh, lawyer that I that I support. Um, he said they have violated what's called the oath of office. And the oath of office is a very hard law. And any person who takes public office in the United States of America must adhere to, they must take and adhere to the oath of office, which says that they must, um, they vow to uphold and defend the constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And any, any, that's just, they have to do that in order to hold office. And so if they violate that in any way, they are no longer suitable to, to hold office. And the, the one entity, um, under the law with the structure of our government, how it works, um, that, that has the power to actually remove an oath violating public servant is the sheriff, the County sheriff. So if you live in a County other than LA, make friends with your sheriff and figure out what's going on in your County. Because the one thing that, and this is, this is why I think they're targeting the sheriff. And poor Villanueva, I don't think he fully understands his constitutional rights or duties. And unfortunately, most sheriffs have lost touch with that. But that's intentional. That's they, They've been targeted for, you know, how many years now? Decades, 100 years, uh, you know, to, to weaken their understanding. Same with us. Right. Um, but yeah, so it's all ties together. It's very it's kind of like a crucial crux that L.A. really represents. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's getting pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, and I'm worried my, you know, my friends who stayed, you know, they're like, you stay and fight, you know, we're going to stay and fight. And I said, well, you know, I'm going to still help you and still fight, but I'm going to do it from Texas because <laughs> it's a constitutional <laughs> state. But, you know, I, cause these mandate lifting, I mean, I really don't think that that has anything other to, other to do than with the Ukraine thing, which, you know, I think I might've mentioned this in a previous episode, but not really. If, if you are one of those people, I mean, I was on Amazon the other day and it's it had this little, ad at the very top, you know, you know, support the people in Ukraine, donate today. Well, what, first of all, who am I donating to? And second of all, what does that mean? Don't support the people in Ukraine. If you know what's really going on there, you know that Putin is actually taking out the Nazi regime that was installed by Obama in Ukraine, like years ago when Obama was in office and that the Nazi regime there is the is the actual one that's you know enforcing tyranny and murdering its own people, et cetera, et cetera. And United States, it's so funny, Joe Biden and all his connections with Ukraine and Hunter Biden and all that. It's just just such a coincidence that you know they he signed you know some order saying that he's giving thirteen point five billion dollars to Ukraine to quote unquote yeah. support the people of Ukraine. It's a total scam. So <laughs> one scam after another. It is. It's they've broken so many laws. I've lost track at this point. I yeah, can't even. I haven't really been following Ukraine that much. It's just. It's just. I don't know what's going on there, so I haven't been following. Well, it, it's. So. It, I don't blame you. It's just another another bunch of BS, essentially. But yeah. I. I was never political until two thousand and twenty. I. Uh, or sorry, tw- yeah, twenty twenty. I never cared. I just avoided it because it was just BS and I knew it. And, you know, but, but when 2020 hit, I was like, oh, okay, I need to start paying attention here. So I do know what's going on in Ukraine and it's, it's a total scam. Um, and all these people are like, I stand with Ukraine. Well, what are you talking about? You're just repeating what you heard on TV. You know, I mean, Ukraine is a Nazi regime installed by the Nazis in our government, you know, Obama being one of them and now Biden. And I'll say that because I've done the research to prove it. And I know that for a fact, and I'm not the only one. So yeah, Ukraine is just, it's just another 
you know, that's why that's why the mandates were lifted, because they're like, OK, well, we can get it through a war, which is their original goal. Anyway, they're trying to get Poland to invade. They're trying to get a World War Three, essentially. So anyway, not to draw too far away from local stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's talk more about what you're doing. I want to specifically kind of help people understand more specifically what you're doing yeah. with businesses, because that's really, I think, something yeah. people could do in their communities to really help this movement in a big way. Right. Hello? Yeah, I can still hear you. Yeah, go ahead. Tell us more. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. Um, so, yeah, basically, uh, right after the borders, uh, the city council of L.A., they, uh, a few months ago, they, I think it was uh, October, I think, October, November, they passed the, um, the VAX passport mandate for all uh, L.A. city businesses, so they have to show proof of VAX. Uh, the, the the customers and then so um, what we did was we make these uh, uh, business outreach letters we call them and we uh, how to resist illegal mandates and you can actually if you want to print these out and hand them to your local restaurants if you live in the LA area you can just go to um, open socal businesses at yahoo.com and i can send you a pdf file and basically uh the, the first page was written by um uh an assistant who works for um uh flpj who uh they uh they fought against the uh, uh the los angeles uh county uh, uh school to um uh for vaccinating children and they won with that and she helped write the first cover letter and then also in the back it has uh what to do what for what the businesses can do if they're unlawfully uh interrogated by a government code enforcer and it just tells them basically all the all the california penal codes government codes the code enforcers are violating and that the department of public health is violating and also just what to do if they give you a, try to give you a ticket um, and all the, uh, what to do if they, they send you a ticket by mail, what's to write on it, what to do in court if you go to court. And also um, basically a bunch of uh, links that they can go to to get more information, legal information and also medical information involved, involving the scandemic. It's got links to uh, America's Frontline Doctors, Zero Hedge, things like that. And w what we started doing was we made uh, thousands of these copies and put them in uh, envelopes and basically give it, give it to mostly restaurants, the targeted restaurants, but pretty much any, any restaurant, businesses, chain, chain businesses as well, like any uh, saloons, things like that. And um, uh, yeah, we got some pretty good responses. We got one lady who called us back, and she was uh, she worked at a print shop, and she's like, "Yeah, we'll we'll get you banners for free." So she uh, got us five by eleven banners uh, to put on uh, overpasses for the uh, trucker convoy, and uh, many other business and people. They said, "Yeah, once they gave them the letter." A couple of days later, they they went back and they're 
they, they no longer required masks or anything. So very, very good responses. So. See, this is so important. Um, I tend to focus my work on, you know, kind of like a permaculture principle of a fulcrum move where you're making the least effort, you're making the the, you're spending the least money and you're getting the biggest return out of it. We call that fulcrum moves right. in permaculture. And I think that this is one of those things because all you're doing is, you know, you've got a lot of good team uh, members on the team, so to speak, of the group of activists that, you know, we both are associated with from LA County, where there's a lot of skills in that group. And, you know, you're able to get these really information packed letters and simply yeah. send them. And, you know, yeah, it's, it's two pages and like many people put in their their uh, own information and their own work into it like a lot of people put their we're part of it so I'm, I'm i'm very i'm very proud of it we're very proud of it so yeah and even the, the time that i that one night that i went out with you and a few other of the other people oh, and we yeah. broke into those smaller <laughs> groups you know i noticed in just the just the few interactions that we had when we did get to talk to that one restaurant owner she was listening to us and she was being genuine and I could see the stress on her face where a bunch of people come in without masks on and she's looking around and she's trying to kind of, she's not sure what we're going to do. And she's making, trying to keep an eye on the customers and make sure we don't cause a scene and, you know, lose her business and all this stuff was going through her head. I could see that, but she really listened and she handled what we, she, she didn't just kind of block us out like so many people who are afraid because of the COVID fear, you know, she really, it was really neat to watch and she she heard us and she took the packet and i don't know if you ever heard back from her if you kept track of that or what but but from my experience it was really pretty powerful oh i just had a cat jump down on me sorry about that uh, um you know and i and i think it, it so how this how this translates into wherever my you know you listeners to this podcast wherever you're living you don't have to live in la county to 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 make use of what Paul is doing here. Um, you can, uh, you can take that letter and download it from where he gave it's, um, you know, and I'll put this in the notes again, but it's open. SoCal businesses at yahoo.com. You can get a copy of that letter that he created and you can adapt that locally in your city and you can give that to your restaurant owners. And I can tell you, I do not think that just because they've lowered the mandates again, that that's we're, we're done now we're fixed. You know, we're, this whole crisis yeah. is over. No, they are keeping the emergency power and they are quote unquote allowing us in this pseudo reality that they want us to believe that they have that they're dictators and then we have to listen to them versus the other way around we're the people we are this is our government they work for us they're public servants but they want us to believe the opposite so i think we need to really understand our power and this project that, um, yeah. that of paul's is really it's a really good um, demonstration of how to do something to take action so many people want to know what they can do and they feel disempowered i mean um, i think i mentioned this when we spoke prior to the interview just briefly that I had gone into a, a bar in um, Altadena, California, which is in LA County. It's an, uh, un, what do they call it? Unassociated or something part of it. But they, the, the owner happened to be working and she was just giving my friend and I such crap up. She was harassing us with, without real, I could tell she was just, you know, if you've ever been in a relationship with someone who's had a bad past experience and they take it out on you and you're like, what? I had nothing to do with what, you know, calm down that she was doing that. She was so traumatized. She was just being really kind of horrible. It was, you know, and, and anybody, like I mentioned, Karen earlier, if you've ever even tried to question this, you know, the, the viciousness that you, that, you know, that is unleashed on you for even so much as asking, um, a question or challenging the narrative. But anyway, this woman was, you know, obviously just her body was like poison with 
the trauma that she'd been through. And I, you know, I didn't really know exactly what was going on with her, but I generally could see. And then I finally just, I said, you know, we are wearing our masks. You know, I don't know what you want us to do beyond what we're already doing. And she, she slumped and her shoulders just, just fell. And she just sighed. And she said, I don't know what to do. They're harassing me. They keep coming in. I don't know who to call. I don't know. I tried calling someone and they didn't do anything. I'm just, I don't know what to do. And that's when I really realized that the businesses are being targeted by this, you know, cabal, for lack of a better term, of of criminals, essentially, that are trying to create tyranny in the United States and bring in communism or whatever. They're being targeted because it's like through the lack of understanding of our rights and the law, they are basically able to carry out this tyranny for the cabal. So basically you go into a restaurant or a business and you're like, you know, where there's, where's your mask? You know, you have to wear my, Oh, where's your vaccine passport? And if you don't know your, your rights in the law, you're like, Oh, I, I don't have one. Or, then they turn you away and you just go along with it. Or if you, you complied and you let them inject you with this unknown substance that they're not required to disclose because they've wiggled the law for that. You know, it's like a whole thing. So I really was able to witness firsthand for myself to understand, yes, these businesses are basically uninformed yeah. and they're just yeah, suffering. Know, they're, they're uninformed, but you know, we, my friends and I, we, we passed these letters to, uh, you know, the wokest areas of LA, you know, West LA, We've been to a lot of places, and you know the the people there, the customers. Yeah, they're 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 pretty. They've just pretty much uh, they believe in a narrative, mostly one hundred percent. But the business owners, though, especially after the lockdown, they were hit financially from this. They were. I think a lot of them were forced to realize, you know, this there is a bigger agenda going on. And when when we when we. The, I'd say the most, I'd say about 60 to 75% of them, they were actually, they agreed with us, even in the most wokey areas of LA. So we, that, that was a pretty, that was, that was good news for us. That is amazing. And that, that just further makes the point, you know, and, and this has always been a government of yeah, so, you know, the people. So if we take action, listeners, you know, yeah. a lot of people, they, they they're when we tell them about these letters they go oh well they're not gonna you know they're all just brainwashed it's like yeah a lot of them are but i i would say most of them they're they are on our side they they're just misinformed or uninformed of what's going on so they know they, they you know like you said gut feeling they know there's something going on this there is there is an agenda behind it but they just don't know because the media's not the corporate media's not covering it so when we give them this information with actual news and facts, links to actual information, you know, I think it's a lot of them, they, they get, we get a lot of positive responses. Absolutely. Um, I'm curious. I, I know the moment when I knew something wasn't right. Um, tell me about, tell us, tell the listeners about, you know, if you don't mind sharing that, what, when did you first know that this COVID thing was a big scam? Um. I didn't, you know, I, I listen to InfoWars. They're like, yeah, it's probably a scam. So I'm like, yeah, it's probably it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never listened to InfoWars, uh, but I know, I think that's Alex no, Jones, maybe, or is his name? Yeah. Yeah. I've never listened yeah, to that. Yeah, and I went, I went to my local, you know, the Ralphs and the whole thing. It was just, it just seemed fishy to me from the beginning. And, and all the big chain stores like Walmart, they're all open, but all the mom and pop stores, they're forced to shut down. And, um, they were 
Yeah, Alex Jones. He was always talking about Bill Gates and the vaccines. I thought, you know, I believed in most of the stuff what he said, um, but not. I think one thing I thought was a little bit far fetched that he always talked about was was Bill Gates and uh, his vaccine uh, plans for uh, vaccinating the entire planet and all that kind of stuff. I thought that was like like Bill Gates, the Apple computer guy. You know, that's kind of weird, but. <laughs> Then I remember what he was talking about that when the whole uh, pandemic happened. And I was, you know, I just thought it, it was a bit fishy because they, they were saying, yeah, the only cure for this whole, uh, the COVID is, is a vaccine. So was, that's what kind of got me thinking. Awesome. That's good to hear. I, I wonder what, you know, listeners, if they have woken up, at the, you know, so to speak, I think that's kind of a funny thing to say. And I don't know if I put that the right way, but, but what, you know, what their stories were, if you guys want to share, you can go to zombiepermaculture.com and, um, you know, let me know. I'm curious or comment on the YouTube channel or whatever, but yeah, I, I think for me, it was about two weeks into this stated pandemic when I went to the cafe where I would go every day and um, there were these signs that showed up and they were like perma glued to the sidewalk every six feet. And there were, they were up on the windows of the cafe and they looked so professionally done and so, so, so sure they were so confident. They were so determinate. Um, I was like, this isn't a crisis. This is a rollout. Like why would they invest the money to put these kinds of signs, which definitely cost money, um, out like this when they don't know how long this is going to last. I mean, how would they know? It's two weeks in. That's when I was like, okay, the, obviously something bigger is going on here. Um, and then, you know, all I had to do was tune into the like, you know, I would call it Patriot Network or Digital Soldier Network or whatever you want to call it. Basically just, you know, Americans who are doing their own independent investigation into things and not just sitting in front of the boob tube and digesting whatever they tell you as fact um, that I immediately found information right away, like showing that things were off. And it, it's, it's amazing that you, you know, like talking about Bill Gates. Oh my God. I mean, that guy, yeah. his history, you can see these criminals have gotten away. They've broken a lot of laws. They've gotten away with it. Um, we have to put a stop to this because they're basically like, I call them criminally insane. They're, they're, yeah. they're nuts. They should be an award. Um, like the things they're doing. And, but he, I mean, one of the things, for instance, we know historic record, he disabled, uh, crippled 500 children in Africa from one of his vaccines. I mean, the guy, I don't know why we're listening to him. He's a, like you said, he's not a doctor. He's not a virologist. Um, you know, <laughs> it doesn't really make any sense, but if you listen to what he said in interviews and it's funny too, because these people will openly admit what they're doing. Um, he has said, you know, that he made so much more money on vaccines when he started investing in vaccines, that it's what he's focusing on now. And, you know, and you, you look at, they, they, they've somehow managed to slip it in when we weren't paying attention. They don't have any liability, which to me, I don't know, even know how that stands in court. That's crazy. Like what you do. And you look at the, there's over a million over, well over a million, um, they're calling it vaccine injuries. <laughs> um, where, you know, like I've seen the videos, people are shaking permanently and they can't walk. They can't stand up anymore. And you see all the athletes yeah, collapsing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah, my mother's friend, she got in, she took her booster and she got, she got, um, severe pain on her right arm that went away for a little bit, but then now it's permanent and, uh, like a really sore throat, constant sore throat. And it's, she doesn't want to admit it, but she, she, my mom's now saying, yeah, she, 
she doesn't say it, but she thinks it's probably from the vaccine. Yeah. And I mean, just if you just look at what's called VAERS, V-A-E-R-S, it's yeah. the it's the vaccine. You know, I can't think of what the full title is, but it's basically the government's vaccine reporting uh, website. You can go there. I think it's VAERS.com. And even just those numbers, which we know statistically are underreported, a lot of experts will say, yeah, there's, you know, not everybody reports rape. Not everybody reports their vaccine injury, just like you're saying. Your mom might not be willing to admit it openly, but it's like she kind of thinks same kind of thing. So even what's just being reported on the VAERS site clearly shows, I mean, and in fact, all the data just came out not too long ago that the that the vaccinated, quote unquote, they're the ones that are actually, quote unquote, getting COVID. Now, you can go into that and say, well, I mean, I, I've talked to experts and actually in a Canadian court, it was demonstrated on the court record that the Canadian um, province government there, um, they could not produce material evidence of a, quote unquote, COVID-19 um, virus. That was um, pretty significant because if if we have this global pandemic and we're basing these vaccines on this virus, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, well, then wouldn't a province government in Canada be able to produce material evidence of that in court? But they couldn't. So, and there's other evidence showing that it hasn't been isolated as a virus. And in fact, I think data just came out recently, very recently, that shows um, definitively that they actually used a CDC... Uh, and the centers, I think it's a National Health Institute or something like that. I can't think of that. But the CDC, for sure, um, they util- they admitted that they used the common flu and the common cold viruses to generate the numbers. And that's what the vaccine is based on, supposedly. And by the way, it doesn't qualify yeah. as a vaccine. It doesn't meet the basic standard definitions of a vaccine. So it's not a vaccine either. But anyway, there's a whole bunch of this. Yeah, to there this. was a whole thing uh, of information. Speaking of which, yeah, uh, America's Frontline Doctors actually has a thing about the vaccines. It has, you know, it's not a it's not a vaccine. It's an mRNA injection, gene therapy. And uh, yeah, we were, because uh, Santa Monica, Board of, uh, the uh, city council of Santa Monica just recently they were they tried to pass uh, their own little vaccine mandate you know uh, a couple months ago and we were pretty successful in uh, stopping them from doing that and uh, a few things we did was um, we gave we printed out uh, America's Frontline Doctors and left it on their uh, porch steps and uh, or either that or handed it to we handed one to um the uh, the husband of one of the city council members, and he said he'll look at it. And we also like uh, protested at their houses, and uh, yeah, just sent out a lot of information. They they had this little ribbon cutting thing at a local cafe, and we went there and protested them. And um, also, they for, first they were having Zoom meetings at their houses uh, to vote on these the measures, and then. Uh, the first time they tried to pass it, we went to their house and protested uh, bullhorned them, and they 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 uh, delayed it to to another. It was like a three weeks later, I think they they postponed it. The second meeting, they decided to do it in the actual city council chambers. So we went there and both. If you if you go there, if you go to the uh, the city council vote. Yeah, you can actually hear us bullhorning them. It was pretty funny. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so right after that, yeah, they a couple of days later they they decided to drop it. So I think yeah, that was that was really uh, our uh, a big success for our group because um, 
you know, if, if you just give them not just not just the information about medical information, but just let them know, you know, they're going to be held legally responsible for any kind of damage that will come down from their illegal measures, you know, in the future. So, yeah. And I think that's yeah. what it comes down to is, the, you know, the, the people, the American people need to stand up and hold these public servants to a court to account because they are breaking yeah, the law. And also, yeah. And also a lot of, if the city hall is empty or the, the city council chamber is empty. I don't think there's no any need to go there and warn them. People say, "Well, it's a you know, it, it's still kind of a sending a message." But I, I think I really think it's you know we have to talk to them directly because you know they're they're doing these Zoom calls and they they got these closed board meetings from the public if they are in the city council chambers, you know, so that they don't they don't have to respond to you. They 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 may take the calls as and you can tell them your opinion or, or your all these facts. They don't they don't have to respond to you. They just say, "Well, thank you for your call," and they move on to the next person. So there has to there has to be open dialogue, like discussion, dialogue with the city council members, and um, and and we recorded it too, just in case they said, you know, uh, with with um, Nuri Martinez, who's the head of the uh, the L.A city council she she made a lot of false statements about us because we went to her house and talked to her husband and later on he called he told the cops that we tried to break into her barge into her house <laughs> and um thankfully thankfully we had the whole thing recorded we, we had our friend uh, videotaping it and later on this uh, our other friend he wrote a nice handwritten letter put it on in an envelope he wrote he read it on instagram live and it's nothing threatening or any anything rude or anything. He just wrote it like a, you know, please understand where we're coming from. We come from a place of love, you know, and I, we really think you're being misinformed about this COVID thing. Put it on the envelope and taped it up to her, uh, to her mailbox, and he left. And later on, he she told the cops that there, he might have put anthrax in the in the mail. You know, <laughs> pull, they just try to pull these really. Yeah, she's a real piece of work. But anyways, yeah, so we always videotape it. We go to their houses and ask to speak to the city council. And, you know, sometimes they're nice. Sometimes they're kind of open to dialogue with them. So I think that's very important. Yeah, and it reminds me of something that I had mentioned earlier, and I wanted to kind of bring that full circle. So the process, as I understand it, and having worked with a constitutional lawyer who's a special, he's, he's an expert at the oath of office, is he said that the process essentially to have these public service uh, servants removed from office for their violations of the oath of office, so the law, um, is you have to, there has to be some sort of case brought against them, and then a judge has to rule in that case to find them guilty, and so there's plenty of evidence to show that they have, in fact, broken the law, so that shouldn't be hard to do if you have a, an attorney willing to do it. And also, I want to mention, um, two that you can go to court successfully without an attorney. And I'll talk about that in a minute. I'll put a link in the description um, for that if you're interested. But you basically then would be able to get the sheriff to enforce the, the ruling. So that's the enforcement of the law and the court rulings are go in addition to the, the actual constitution itself. So um, that's the process. And so literally any of the board of supervisors in any city in the United States, any or sorry, any county, um, and any health director. So it's the board of supervisors and the health director of the counties. Those are the, those are the, the entities that basically took the, for those states that had the, the governors that did those illegal mandates, et cetera. Um, 
any any county you can go and you can have these people removed and the process is what i just said so they and if you if you have the sheriff remove instead of arrest the two options are arrest or removal if you have them remove the public servant they can never hold office again and they have their pensions revoked so that's as i understand the process so why are they targeting sheriff villanueva well there you go because yeah. <laughs> he's the one yeah, that has the power a, to take them out <laughs> yeah they're there's also a, a group of people, the growing group of people who are going after their bonds. I'm yes. Really, uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's called. They're going after the school board. They're going after the board of supervisors. They're going after the, the city council. They're going after all those. And they're going after the bonds. So, yes. Yeah, yeah. So if you haven't heard of that, you guys, um, so that it's called Bonds for the Win. So B-O-N-D-S-F-O-R-T-H-E-W-I-N.com. Uh, check it out. It's um, apparently working. And I think that's because it's just like, again, what did this group Bonds for the Wind do? They just figured out what the law is and they started acting on it. And these these public servants are standing way down. They're like, oh, OK, they figured that out. And now they're threatening my money. OK, I better to get in, give the program because these we haven't broken any law. It's you know, and it's funny, too, because when I would go into to stores in L.A. County, I would you know, you walk in and somebody is going to be like, oh, do you have your mask? where's your mask? And I would say, I would just, you know, be really innocent. I'd say what mask? And they'd say, well, you have to have a mask. And I would say, Oh, based on what law? And they would just look at me like they'd never heard that question in their lives. They had no idea what I was talking about, but they actually realized, and I saw them kind of computing in their head. I could see it on their face. They realized that they had never been provided any um, evidence of any kind of law. And they realized that they, they didn't even know. And so then they would default to, well, it's just a store policy. And then I would ask them, yeah, oh, they say store policy. Yeah. 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 And then I, then I would always ask them another question. I'd say, based on what science, and some of them would think I had said sign, which was almost, I almost, I tried not to laugh out loud when they did that. Cause it was a very serious situation, but I'm like, I'm like, no, I didn't say sign. Cause you know, oh, it's like the mentality of just follow the sign. That's what the sign says. So you better do, you know, it doesn't make any, right. It's like, what are we just like robots? So I would always say, um, you know, well, based on what science and that's when they really shut down because they've also never that's when they first for the first time ever realized that nobody had ever no entity, whether news or government body had ever provided them with any scientific evidence that masks, you know, are effective or or not dangerous. And that's when they completely would shut down. And most of them would just be like, I ah, just go ahead. And, you know, yeah, uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, the, the manager, he came and asked me the first time he said okay you gotta you have to leave because it's the store policies the company policy so the next time i came in i brought in um uh, a, a camera guy and a, and a uh, denial of rights under the color of law and i read them all the store policy the, the civil codes and all the uh, state laws they're they're breaking and the company's breaking and they could be sued for it uh, in the small claims court and all the health policies like it's, since it's a medical device they're ask, asking you to wear and he said oh, okay well i didn't know that he, he actually served me so yeah D denial of rights of under under of uh, color of law yeah so it worked out pretty good yeah no i know and this it's interesting too because the group that we both participated in was doing so many great things and oh god we got to hear so many great speakers and you know several frontline doctors and just such amazing information um you know that if if you can process that information quickly in, in an organized way i had a 
a librarian friend once who said, um, it, you know, she used the phrase information literacy <laughs> to, to kind of explain how, you know, those that can really figure out, it's like, you know, Dewey Decimal, but, um, but you really did that. You know, you took information and you organized it and you took action. And I, I want to commend you because many people, like I said before, do not know what to do and they feel like they don't have the time, you know, family and job and all this. And I think that's by design part of this whole program yeah. I've been watching since I was about 16 years old um, was really just this wearing down. I mean, it's, it's a plan that's, if you look into this, it sounds like a conspiracy yeah. theory, but it's actually just history and just facts. You can just go look it up. If you really want to know, they've been systematically working on this um, for a very long time, well before I was born. And, you know, so it, it's like, if you feel like you don't have time, well, that's by design. They, they, the cabal want you to feel like that so that you won't go learn your rights and do anything. Well, you know, Paul's got this process down pat, you know, and there's even a template you can use. You can use his letter as your template to write your, you know, your local bodies, if they're harassing you or harassing businesses that are then harassing you. And I can, I can, I, I don't think I can guarantee, but I'm pretty, pretty sure that these mandates, just because they're, they're lowering them. Um, yeah, no, I don't trust these people at all. I've been watching these people my whole life and they're total criminals and they're just going to be like, oh yeah, we're bringing it back. I mean, look what, you know, granted it's a different country, but look at what, um, Canada just did to, and you mentioned the truckers, you know, um, first of all, for those of you who don't know, if you haven't seen this and you've been getting your information from, you know, news media, the trucker convoy has been painted to be this like terrorist group. That's like causing mayhem and disturbing people. Yeah. It's literally a group of people that are protesting against these mandates that are forcing them to lose their jobs by not getting an injection, forced injection based on it's it, it's just like fear and there's no science behind it in fact the science shows that the injection is actually really dangerous it doesn't yeah. cure how, covid because i haven't we haven't really heard much about them lately well so here, the I last haven't. news i got from it and i have uh i have been just trying to keep up it's a deluge right um but the last news i heard was that they had planned on, you know, going to the Capitol and protesting for, you know, resident Biden's, you know, uh, State of the Union address, um, but that they were warned ahead of time by digital soldiers and patriotic Americans who are paying attention and doing research that it was going to be a trap, that they were going to yeah. be set up to, you know, be painted in the wrong light or arrested or whatever. Um, so they actually decided to circle um, in protest. And, um, you know, I, for those of you who don't know and haven't been following the story, I just want to give a little bit of, of the context to this trucker um, convoy. Basically, what happened in Canada was the prime minister, Kevin Trudeau, who's part of the cabal, he totally took emergency powers to the extreme and went against Canadian law. And actually, there were organizations um, who called him out for this, but nothing was done. But he broke the law by giving himself, he took these emergency powers and actually misused them. There are certain criteria that must be met under Canadian law for the emergency powers to be used in the way they were used by him. And they, they were not met. They weren't even close to being met. He just basically, again, painted a picture and then just took action. So what he did was he, uh, got them, he got several of them arrested. He most importantly had their bank accounts frozen and assets I think were seized. He also shut down. He, he, he basically got, uh, I think it was uh, GoFundMe 
to to freeze and not distribute the donations. They got over five million dollars in donations from people who agree and want to protest with them. Um, and those assets were actually not distributed by GoFundMe. So if you're doing a crowdfunding campaign, don't use GoFundMe. Use Give Send Go because they went to Give Send Go, and the Canadian. Yeah, and the prime minister was like, you know, trying to pr- trying to pressure um, Give Send Go, and Give Send Go was like, you don't have jurisdiction over us. We're going to distribute the funds to the to the recipient of the funds. <laughs> but then they took their then Trudeau actually went and and literally froze their bank accounts. This is a this should if if nothing else in this whole last two years has woken you up, this should if you're not awake yet. Anybody who's listening, just reveal all the yeah all the cockroaches who, who are who are who the tyrants are you know so i mean it's, i know that yeah i mean I, that's the one good thing about all this is that it's really like if you're not if you're paying any kind of attention at all you're probably like um wait a minute like what yeah, you know, you know <laughs> back in the, yeah back then i was like how are they gonna chip everyone and how are they gonna you know create this new world order i'm like oh that's how they're gonna do yeah well okay and then you get into the, the things i mean okay i'm not a conspiracy theorist i never will be but I'm, I'm just a researcher i just look at information and data but like i did watch a video several videos of showing like worms in the masks and i was like okay well one of them i saw was this nurse and she her teenage daughter had you know hey mom look at this video i found on the internet of these worms and these masks and she's like okay come on so she took the she took the masks and they were just brand new out of the box from five different companies there were the blue paper ones you know that everybody's wearing mm-hmm. and she used her microscope and everything in her lab uh, in in she had that she had access to at the hospital where she worked and she mm-hmm. showed you live on video she zooms all the way in and there are these black worms wriggling around in these masks in the fibers of the mask so i've yeah, seen fine. things yeah i've seen things that i'm just like um you know and, and i also know what's going on in the vaccine and all that so it's it's a huge thing and i think most people you know if you've followed q at all or you don't know about q it's and you know q just was military intelligence dropping information and prompting people to do research and stand up against the fake news narrative well one of the things um now i totally lost my train of thought oh i'm sorry this happens sometimes i'm so filled with information uh, oh yeah okay i got it back <laughs> case in point q dropped that if the people of the world knew the whole story 90 percent would be in a hospital and what q was referring to was a mental hospital it's it's not just overwhelming it's terrifying i mean literally yeah. if you get into it and i think that's also another reason why a lot of people maybe just oh out of sight out of mind if i just ignore it it'll maybe it'll go away but I urge people not to think that way because this is a global movement for total tyrannical dictatorship, um, one world government, new world order. It's not just a conspiracy theory. They've they've openly said it. And you can learn more on you know my podcast and um, my blog and um, my YouTube channel about that where I show more evidence. But I'm just so thrilled that there are people like Paul out there that are doing the work you're doing. We're running up um, to where we're going to run out of time here soon, but I want to give you a chance to... Say anything that you'd like to say um, that I didn't ask you or that you want to get out there or share how people might be able to get a hold of you or learn more about your work if they would like to do that. Yeah. Yeah, you can just give me uh, – write, write an email to me at uh, opensocalbusinesses at yahoo.com. Uh, that will be the best way to contact me at this moment. And also, um, yeah, we're, we're planning on – because we're – you know, how, with all these woke Hollywood leftist narrative movies coming out, we're, you know, we're trying to uh, pull away from that and create our own uh, movie industry, independent movie industry to begin with. And, and, and we're working on our own uh, 
feature length uh, horror film right now. So, you know, if you're interested in that, we're, we're going to be shooting in the LA area. So if you're interested in that, just uh, shoot me a te- uh, message at open businesses at yahoo.com. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, that, that's the next project we're working on, aside from uh, the Board of Supervisors and uh, all these, uh, the 10. Uh, during the, uh, from now, during the summer, until the summer, so. Incredible. I'm so um, happy that you're out there doing this. And um, I, yeah, I encourage people to get involved and reach out to Paul and learn more and see how you might be able to do something in your area if you're interested in, in getting involved in a really effective yeah. um, effective and, way. And a lot of people are waking up right now. You know, I hear this a lot from from the Freedom Movement. Like, we can't talk to you because I'm really in a flyering as well, handing out flyers, not not within our own social circle, but to people, you know, to university, college students, to just anyone, you know, the left, the Demo- uh, Democrats, whoever, you know, and, um, you know, I, I say don't get discouraged because a lot of people, there's minds are opening up. They, people are beginning to question things. They're, they're saying something's not right, you know, and um, the, these, uh, the variant after variant, all these boosters. So even the, the woke left, they're beginning to kind of really think about it. So I think right now is the time to really provide them with the right information. So yeah, I'd say don't, don't be discouraged because people are, uh, I think, yeah, people are becoming more open-minded than you think. Yeah, I agree. I think we're definitely experiencing some kind of awakening and it's global. It's not just the United States. I mean, you oh, yeah. know, it's, it's everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So awesome. Well, I, thanks for your time, Paul, today. I'm glad yeah, we were able to do this. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, um, I'll post some links in the description here so people can, can find that and get a hold of you and get involved if, if they so choose. So thanks again and uh, have a great, have a great rest of your day. It looks like we got cut out there, but um, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, I hope you enjoyed this um, interview. This will be the first one I'll do. I've, I've got several more lined up that I'd like to do, and um, just people I think are really doing amazing things that I want to share that tie into my purpose. Um, but yeah, I hope this was helpful to you, and um, tune in next time for more updates on my work, and uh, look for more interviews coming up. So have a good one, you guys.